Good evening, everybody. How are we all? We're very good. <laughs> How are you? How are you, Keith? How are you, Laurie? I've got in this time. Yeah, yeah well done. Yeah. How are you, yeah. Laurie? I'm lovely. <laughs> I'm Bill, actually... How do you reckon Laurie is? <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing all right. He's well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have my pussy posse with me tonight on the floor. You can't see here. I'm surrounded by cats. So, uh, yeah, I'm always oh, yeah, happy when. <laughs> hello, Stace. Hello, Alan. Nice to meet you. Well, welcome to our final night. Five weeks we were doing that with one yeah. week break as well. It was, uh, flew by. Absolutely flew by. Hello, lovely Joan. Oh, with yeah. a fab. We're the Fab Three now in America. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the tea crew. The tea crew, yeah. Not yes. the tea cut. No, the tea crew. <laughs> That's tea cut. That's abrasive as well, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dean, Dolly. Lovely to see you all. So thank you for joining us tonight. Stop me waffling. Um, I'm on a bit of a high today because the service went lovely today and the sound worked and everything did what it was meant to have done. So I'm a happy bunny now. And before it all goes horribly wrong again, I'm going to pack my bags and run away. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We're going to have a slightly different format tonight. Uh, whereas the previous four weeks, we were more of a forum. Uh, so one question answered by everybody in turn. We're leaving all the mics open for everybody to talk. <laughs> I love energy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have got a couple of questions being put in by people, which is wonderful. Uh, but also, everybody out there. Oh, the three old geezers now. That's nice, yeah, isn't it? Eh? Um, yeah, so if you've got anything out there at all to do with spiritualism, please, and spirituality as well, also, far away. Far away your questions, all right? We're here to help you. So we'll start off with a couple of questions that have been sent in. One of them was by the lovely Dr. Robert Berendt in Germany. Uh, he did give a couple of talks on the church page about healing and about physical mediumship. Really nice guy. You know, when you meet somebody, and although we've not met, you know them. And that's the sort of like link I've got with Dr. Bob. I'm sure... Uh, sometime a long time ago upstairs, we were saying, oh, i tell you what, when you're down there, I'll come and meet you, all right, and I'll do this for you. And, oh, all right, okay, and I'll do that for you. So, yeah, lovely fella. But he was asking about um, your understandings and your thoughts about teaching of spiritualism and spirituality to encompass the wider whole in, the, um, in Europe, because I was quite amazed. I watched several forums, uh, and all of them, they had guests from, there was Belgium, Holland, Germany, and Switzerland. And they all said the same thing about, you British are so lucky because you've got all these facilities. We've got nothing. You know, we may meet up in a coffee shop every now and then and have a chat about it, but we've got really a very, very, very small infrastructure of places or sites to go and learn about spiritualism and spirituality. What's your thoughts, gents? Bill? 
Do you want to go? Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. I don't mind. Yeah. I suppose my first thing is that uh, nobody does it better goes to mind about the, about the British because we kind of started it. We've high, hijacked the foxes and we've started doing it. But being the British, and there's no disrespect to the others, but I'm just saying, we said, right, we're going to have dedicated places like churches, like centres, where we can go and do this. And I'm I'm surprised that it doesn't go. I know they're doing Denmark and Norway. They, they, they're trying to do it more. But I think something that I have a question is, why don't they have a hall or a room or whatever and start doing it for themselves? You know, they, they, they ask for people to come from abroad to go over, which they do. I know Billy does and Gordon Smith does. There's loads of mediums that do. And when we have Spirit Quest, I, I bring them back over here and we have people from Norway and Germany and all over the place. Um, so I'm just saying the only way we're going to do it is to do it for yourself. Start it off. We're quite happy, us Brits, to go over and work for you and to help you. But if you, like you, Lawrence, I'll throw it back to you as a church president and running your church. How did you start your church? It must have been by like-minded people getting together and say, hang on, we're going we're gonna to find somewhere that we can help other people. So that would be me throwing it back to them, not in a nasty way, but look, I know Jones asked the same in, in America. Where can we do it? How can we get on and do it? They do have some churches in Philadelphia and, and places. So they, there are around, but ladies and gents, please get up and let's do it together. Is it because they are largely Catholic countries? No. Interesting. Yeah. No. No, I, I don't think they are because um, Joni, who I know uh, is on there, she's Catholic. There's a lot of people I have come for readings that are Catholic. I understand that point, but I don't think it is. Because if you actually, and I'll finish with this bit, if you actually look at how many people in the UK are religious... We're about 8%, 8% of our population. And not that doesn't mean 8% are all spiritualists. They're not. They might be spiritual, but they're not. So that's just one take on it. Thank Very you, Dr. Bob. <laughs> My take on it, spiritualists, I agree with Keith and Tyler. I think we've got the best mediums in this country. Uh, in, in, in the world, um, you know, everyone talks about the British medium, but look at the infrastructure we've got. You look at the SNU, how many churches has the SNU got? You look at the different organizations you've got over the SOGB, ISM, SNU, you've got everything, but it didn't happen overnight. It happened somewhere by saying, someone saying, Do you know what? I believe in this and I think it's good. Why don't we start and get our own little hall if it's hired, right? You might get five people coming, and if they're interested, that will grow the team, and etc. It's start the old saying, isn't it? Little acorns, mighty oaks. You've got to take the initiative, and you've got to start building it from the very beginning. The young now is where I think the future is. 
I, I seriously believe that. A lot of the youngsters now are so spiritually aware, they're looking for somewhere, as well as the older generation, to develop their spirituality, their gifts, and etc. And I think, like Keith said again, I'm going to agree with this. All mediums that will come to the country, they will teach. I will. If someone said to me, would you come to Germany and everything, so I would do it because I enjoy the teaching. But sooner or later, you've got to have the places to build that foundation from. You look at the, the British system and how many churches and centres and halls we've got, we're spoiled for it. We really are. But it didn't get given to us in one go. Take the initiative, find one place, start it off, encourage it. People will come over and teach and demonstrate, but you've got to take the initiative. That's, that really is the case of that. And that's not just handing it off, that's being brutally honest with it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, what we call modern spiritualism nowadays, after America and the Fox sisters and the growth there, uh, it then emigrated across to the UK and it found a very, very firm fitting within the UK. And I think, you know, that was our starting point where spiritualism suddenly became uh, the in thing for all classes of people at the time. But it was very much a UK and, well, and Scotland. Yeah, uh, Scotland had many psychic and physical research centres but all around the same turn of the century. So it just seemed that that energy was concentrated on the UK for that time. But yeah, yeah, we had down here in Paul, uh, probably about 40 years ago, I think we had in the region of eight little spiritualist churches in the Paul and Parkstone area. And when I say a spiritualist church, I'm talking literally, um, something that was built onto the side of a house that could seat probably about six people or something like that. But they, there was the White Ray, Bessie Crosses, or oh, there was a number of little, and people just did it, you know, because the mediums of that era were the mediums, you know, who were no disrespect. It was a different generation. Uh, the husband went out to work and the lady stayed at home. So these ladies had that time and that dedication and they really expanded what we today call the old school mediums because they were of a generation but part and parcel of that was the spawning of so many little churches everywhere which was wonderful absolutely wonderful thing so yeah and dr bob going on with his uh questions <clears throat> he was asking about a uh when you do addresses and actually jamie tonight has picked up very much on the same energy about addresses and you say i'm not wearing a dress i'm no. not wearing a dress only no. on a friday night never a wednesday with me i'm not yeah. wearing a dress <laughs> well i'm glad to see you've given christina a blouse back um keith because <laughs> yeah but you still you're still wearing her trousers <laughs> <laughs> and i'm keeping out the rest of that <laughs> And um, Dr. Robert was asking, he said, uh, can you explain the difference between an address and philosophy? Comes one or both from spirit or the medium's own mind themselves? Do I have to make a connection to give one or other of these? Well, I'll have a go at that one. <laughs> an address is an allocated time. 
um, usually for a service in which the medium will speak and it's an opportunity for the medium to impart philosophy or teaching. What is the difference? What well, the address is the address. It's that allocated set time within the service to talk. The inspiration from spirit can be set in lots and lots of different ways. I could gain inspiration of doing an address tomorrow from the conversations I've had with you guys tonight or some of the questions. The thought comes into mind, the philosophy or whatnot is how do you get the philosophy? We're talking now, I'm not under the influence of spirit, but there's philosophy coming. You're talking about a subject that appeals to you. You're putting a different viewpoint across. It's your own personal philosophy. There are lots of different ways you can do an address. You can read something, that's the inspiration. You can stand up on the platform with absolutely nothing and someone does the reading, that gives you the inspiration. Oh, I want to talk about that. All I say to people is, when you stand and do an address, try to keep it of a spiritual nature. If there's something that annoys me more than anything, is when someone stands there and they're doing the address, and they're talking about shopping they did today, or yesterday. That's not, to me, what an address is. Right? You have an idea. That idea is that's what I want to talk about and try and bring it in to a spiritual one. So to answer the question, is it the influence of spirit? You have knowledge. There are two ways to do um, and an address. Keith, with all your experience, years of working, yeah? Laurie, with your experience of running the church, my experience of working with spirit, we can stand there and talk about our experiences because it will contain a philosophy and an understanding. The second way you can do it is you might be in bed like last night. You'll have a dream. Spirit may be saying to you, talk about this. You might have something, a feeling in your mind and know that that spirit inspiring you to talk about something. What I say to people is the address is for everybody. The clairvoyance is for those that are most in need. Right, go with the flow with an address. Right, don't try and pre plan an address, let spirit do it. You'll find the way to do it. That's my say. Mm. Interesting, yeah, no, it's good. Any thoughts, Keith? Um, two really. One, I believe that if you are into a church and you are, you, you normally uh, old days, but you normally used to have a read in directed yeah. i don't mean directed as in you've got to do this you've got to do that but generally directed as to how the evening's going to go so you would have the chairperson who say i've got a reading did you bring one with you and if i'm giving an address i try to have it link in with whatever it might be with the reading so it might be just say a, a, a reading let's say i'll just pick a subject cruelty and that reading might be about cruelty and i would try and give my philosophy and my address blending together to do with cruelty however having said that you know better than me um lawrence how many people now say i don't do addresses yeah i don't do i don't do readings i just do an hour's clairvoyance and i say 
I am so sad for you because it shows me a lack or a lack lacking in depth of knowledge. Because if I'm going for a reading or I'm going to get a message, I would like to have confidence in my mediumship that if somebody asks me a question, like I just said, cruelty, that I can give a reasonable, a reasonable balanced argument or discussion about what we're doing. If you've never done a reading, if you've never done a platform, if you've never given a de demonstration, and I come into your church and you go, oh, Keith, you've got a 20-minute reading to do made up of A, B, C. And I go, can't do that. How do you feel as the president of a church if your medium said that to you? Yeah, uh, you, you've got to have it on two levels. Today, for example, uh, the medium today, we have been working together pre this time. Um, but she said, well, I'll do the reading if you'll do the address. And I thought, that's fine, because I know your stage. I know where you're at. I was actually quite surprised because... Uh, She's grown over this time since I last saw her, very much so. So uh, she will definitely be able to do addresses and philosophical addresses going forward. And I told her that. <laughs> Don't rely on me. But yeah, it's um, to me, the philosophical address is what I go for. Uh, it's what I listen to. It's what I can take away something. Quite often I've heard people say, do you know what? I had something in my mind that's been going round and round and round. In the address, this was said and answered it. So to me, the address is the message for everybody, the philosophical address. Um, I've just quickly, the wonders of the internet, I've just quickly looked up the Collins English Dictionary definition of an address, and it is a formal speech. So I think it's just sometimes it's the semantics of the words that we get a little bit hung up on and shouldn't do. An address is the formal speech. What it contains being related to spiritualism, spirituality, should have words of meaning, words of upliftment, words, something you can take away, something you can use. You know, an address isn't a, a throwaway thing. It's deeply important. I did a little experiment with my circle a while back, and we were talking. Most of them, pleased to say, had been to church two weeks earlier. And I knew a couple of them had messages. So I said, you, what was your message? Oh, uh, I can't remember. What was your message? Oh, it was me mum. Yeah, I can't really remember it all. What was the address about? Oh, yeah, he was talking about so-and-so and so-and-so. And I thought, how interesting. You know, your personal message, lovely at the time, was of that moment. But the address, two weeks later, could be recalled. Now, to me, that's a medium doing their job. And I'm going to get shouted at for doing that, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll, go, I'll throw a spanner in the works soon. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'll throw a spanner in the works. If I, when I was being told, if I couldn't do an address... I was no near, not anywhere near ready to be able to go on platform. Yeah. End yeah. of story, torture. And the requirements was 20 minutes. Right? That's what it was. Generally, then, 20 minutes. Then, yeah, 
it, it's hard. I think if you've got mediums going up and they can't do the address, then they're not ready to go on the platform. Uh, sadly, Bill, I think we're going that way. We're going to be getting rid of things like readings. We get things like um, philosophy. We're getting rid of uh, sorry. We're getting rid of uh, hymns. We're getting rid of that it, because the way we're going at the moment, the way people and, and, and all those that are listening today might be able to put their two penneth in, people go for the messages. I'm saying 80% go for messages. Yeah, and I think this will go if you put, and, and uh, we could go on to something else in this, mediumship and spiritualism are not the same thing anymore. They're not the same thing because yeah. over the 40 years that I've been doing it, they have changed and we have, and I, I don't have a problem with this, but I'm just saying we have now got a new set of mediums. They don't want to go to a church unless they can earn. They don't want to go to a theater unless they can earn. They are now professional mediums. People are doing that. I don't have a problem with that, but we can't confuse ourselves or cheat no. ourselves by saying, oh, I'm a medium. If you can't give a reading, that doesn't mean something can, sorry, it doesn't connect with the philosophy and the message that is really spiritual in it. Because people who say, oh, I've got a man here, yeah, he's, he's telling me you had a bad back. So there's no message in that. So what I'm saying is if we are wanting to be good mediums, we need what you said, Bill, and what Morris, uh, Morris, Lawrence said, <laughs> is that you've got to have a good foundation in all your craft. And that's what they talk about. They talk about a craft that you have. And I honestly believe that. Well, yep. can I throw one at you, Lauren? As soon as it's open, mic, yeah? I'm going to throw one at you. Not you that seagull. Right? You run, a, you run a church. We've done the theatres. We've done the platforms. We've done exactly what Keith said. But we're old school. You know your mediums. Yeah? How, what percentage would you get? And I don't blame you if you don't answer this. What percentage would you say are true mediums? Can do what it says on the team. They can do the opening, the closing, the address. They are ones that you would say, yes, I would put that person up on the Sunday, certain knowledge, me house on the line, but they can do the job. They can give a spiritual address. They can present. They can do the clairvoyance. What percentage? It took me a little while to learn this lesson. Um, I have my standards and I would have a tendency to impose my standards across the board on everybody. Running a church, I've always got to keep in my mind first and foremost, it's not there to please me all the time. We have some mediums who, you know, we've all got it. We've all got our favourites, we've all got our okays, we've all got our other ones, you know. However, they all do the job, every single one of them. They may not do it in a way that's familiar to me, but that doesn't stop me from putting them up there because they can 
do the job. And now moving forwards, philosophy is going to come back. The services here have been reformatted to one hour slot. So we're keeping the time down of people being indoors. And it's a three-way split. And do you know what? It feels beautiful. There's a third of it is healing. A third of it is reading and philosophy. And a third of it is mediumship. And do you know what? For me, that works. For you, yeah. And again, I just ask, is that because of lockdown? It is part of it because we have to, we've had to drop the hymns. So what do we yeah. do to replace that? We can't do hands-on healing. So we've got to work around that. So we do a healing meditation, bring people into it and then bring people out. But it also comes back to what you were saying, Lawrence, about you used to have eight churches around, Paul. Yeah. How many do you have now? One. Uh, in the, Two. Well, yeah. Two. No, actually, so what I'm saying is... In that area where I defined eight, one. One. So what I'm saying is their choice has gone. If you've got a television set and you've got eight choices... You could think, oh, I don't like watching that. I'll go and see that one. There's three of us sat here. I say, I don't want to see Lawrence. No, I'll go and see Bill. He makes me laugh. I'll go and see Lawrence. He gives me philosophy. People pick what they want. Oh, very and much. I, that's, and and I've, I've seen so many churches collapse or shut their doors because of lack of numbers. And that makes me sad. That yeah. makes me sad. Yeah. And if you I think agree. about it, I, I've had this, and I'm sorry, um, ladies and gentlemen, I've had this where I have traveled miles and it's taken me a long time. Two trains, two buses, a taxi. You get there and they go, sorry, there's not many here tonight. There's Coronation Street on yeah. or it's raining or it's cold. I don't have a problem whether I've got six or 600 because I believe, and I was taught this by my wife, they're the people that want to be there. And that's why you're there. You're there for those six or those 600, whoever it might be. So that's just another <coughs> take on it. But I hope the people that are listening, you know, we, we talk about what we're doing. But if we look at how we've changed as mediums, and, and I, I could go back a long time, but just other people might get this. Where do mediums, and I put that, where do they end up? Back at church. Because if you look over the years, you can take any mediums that you like, that you say have their five minutes of fame on television, whatever they do, when the television is finished, when the church, the theatres start shrinking, which they do, and they, where do people end up? They end up going to the church and say, oh, do you want Bill Rich there? Oh, the bloke was on telly. Yeah, we'll have him there. He was getting a thousand up there. Oh, we get 80 in here. That'll do. It's it, because within you, there is a little bit of ego. Whoever you are, there is a bit of ego. And I'll put my hands up and say, yeah, I have ego. Yeah. But don't try and con people by saying, I'm doing you a favor by coming to your church. Because where did you start, Keith? Where did you start, Bill? Where did you start? I love what I do, and I do what I love. And if the people that are listening to this don't like me for saying how I feel things and, and what is the truth to me, if you haven't got that passion, don't go and stand on any platform, whether it's in a school hut, 
whether it's on a theater because you will get found out ladies and gents you will sorry the philosophy has actually kicked up quite a, a very good debate in the uh, column there, the chat column there. Some lovely comments coming in. And it's nice to see that passion. I always admire passion. You know, yeah. I, when I see passion in somebody, no matter what they're doing, you know, if you've got that passion there, I just think, oh, that's, that's beautiful to watch. Absolutely beautiful. So we do have another question. Although we're not going formal questions tonight, I'm just bringing in all these formal questions. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is the difference between soul and spirit, if any? Hmm. <laughs> this is a good one. This is weird, isn't it? I had this with John Edgar at my uh, event, doing exactly the same thing, and. Personally, I don't know about you, Bill, or you, Lawrence, I believe the soul's the same thing. The soul and spirit are exactly the same thing. That's, yeah. that's what I believe. And, and the reason I believe that is what is the difference between your soul, what you have, that you go to the next world, heaven, please God, you know, you go to the next world, you take all those previous experiences with you. And when people have done past life regression, they talk about what happened before that was in their life. That's if you go along with past life regression. Some people do, some people don't. Personally, my simple answer is the soul. You, you could call it the spirit. I call it the soul. Other people will have a different opinion. But that's good because that's where I learn. But to yeah. me, I love the, the word the soul and the spirit and let me throw that two back as well, because you, your experience, gentlemen, and all the rest of it. What is it when people say, spirit told me? What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's a poppycock. Because if you are telling me, oh, spirit told me, that is an excuse. Not Tell me who told you. Let's, I've always been one in my life looking at evidence, always. And that's how I treat spiritualism the same way. You know, look, don't say, oh, yeah, spirit tell me. Because if spirit tell you, surely it's the same spirit as me if you are just generalizing about spirit. You know, if let's say God is spirit, just for argument's sake, we use that as a, a name. But spirit could be the spirit of your dad, the spirit of your dog, the spirit of whatever. So don't just say spirit, identify it. That's that's what I want because people can, it's like hiding behind it, isn't it? It's like, Lawrence, if you don't know, uh, you, you, you might say, well, that's what we do in our church. Well, what are the rules there? Well, that's what the church do. If you're running the church with the greatest respect, you should know what you're doing. Do, do you get my point there? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I'm I don't Stace, answer Stacey's question. No, Stacey, I haven't been to Newton Abbott. <laughs> I've never, never been there. <laughs> Give us a bell. <laughs> I'd love to come down. It's a lovely place. Lovely place. I'd love to come down. I love going to different places. You know that. So there you go, Stace. When I hear the word soul, it conjures up years and years of listening to people preaching to me from the Bible, from the church. 
the soul this, your soul in damnation, your soul this, the bill which if you don't behave, your soul's going to go there. And I hear all of that. Um, and I think to myself, you've asked the question, what is it? I don't think there is a difference. This, I communicate with spirit. But you won't hear me stand there and say, I've got the soul of your father. I've got that person there as spirit. They are the spirit being. But I'm going to answer sort of something here, and hopefully I can get this across because it's, I'm not sure if I've got the right words to do it. I believe in the universal energy, the universal force, right, of creativity. And I believe that in each person, right, inside is that essence of that energy. And upon death, the body dies, that energy is released. What do we become? We become spirit. We become spirit beings. And what we communicate with and work with are spirit people. So to me, I hear this. I think it's a play on words. Um, I think the Greeks tried to work out one time that they believed the soul was between the heart and the lungs and penal gland and etc. The soul spirit to me is the same thing upon death what release from that body i use the word spirit some people will use the word soul it's the same thing is it tomatoes or is it tomatoes is it grass or is it grass to me i believe they're the same thing and you can go through you can look through loads and loads of things and there'll be people write books on the soul i think you've got to have your own understanding what do we become? There was someone put on there, I think I've lost it. Um, oh, God, I have lost it. Someone said about energy. Yeah? What leaves us is the spirit. What is the spirit? Energy. What are spirit? Energy. There's nothing physical we can take with us. So to me, I say whatever floats your boat, whatever you're comfortable with, then that's going to be your truth. To me, Spirit and the soul are the same thing. People don't like my opinion. It's only my opinion. Yeah, Linda Buckley, there, which she's put down. It's just the label, right? They're labels for energy. That's what the spirit, the soul is, is energy. Bill, I don't go along with this word energy. It, it's just what you're used to, isn't it? You it know, because exactly I think it. I think of the energy and it's like gas is energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, yeah, I've got energy here. Who's at the gas board? <clears throat> Surely it's more comfortable for me to say, I've got your dad here, Bill. Oh, yeah, no, no I, I totally agree with you, Keith. I wouldn't turn around and say, I've got an energy here who's saying, this is your father. Yeah. Right? What I believe is that spirit, because they haven't got a physical body, the spirit world is an energy. Right? It's a creative energy. Whichever way people believe on it. And... We feel things around us. Why? Because we feel the energy, the presence of someone, which we recognise as mediums. Keith, we would say, yes, I've got your mum or your dad. But, yeah, it's it's just, to me, it's a wordplay. I think Lawrence will, will agree with this. We use the word sometimes when we say, oh, I was giving this them, and then suddenly the energy went. Yeah. We don't, don't say spirit went. We don't yeah. say spirit when yeah. it, it was it was your your connection with it timed out, if you like. So perhaps Lawrence can answer one here that you get a lot that I saw a couple of people have said. 
I hear people talking to me, but I don't know who it is unless it's my guide, that kind of thing. You know, Stacey put it and um, Joan was asking it. It's like, how do I know who's talking to me? So we'll give that to you, Lawrence. Thanks. The energy's gone. Yeah, uh, that is a very, very common thing. You know, and it is only by your development, your developing yourself. Yeah. You know, we we are here. Hello, today's address is coming back here. We're here on this journey, all right, and we are assisted and we're helped by spirit, and whether that be family, or inspirers, or helpers, or guides. And we, we get really bogged down, don't we, on the semantics. I mean, the difference between soul and spirit. You know, again, we've all got our versions of it. You said something good there, Bill. I like that. because I, I, you, Just right. the one and thing, Bill. Just the one, just the one thing, thing, mate. All night long, after five weeks. <laughs> yeah. Go on, tell him, Lawrence. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I don't like this open mic. <laughs> You're in trouble now, son. Yeah. Yeah. But no, about the orthodoxy of religion, because it was always your eternal soul, but God was the eternal spirit. So it brought in that uh, secularism, not everything being the one. You know, humans, we can only have a soul, but there is the divine spirit. So, yeah, that was that was an interesting point. I like that a lot. Anyway, getting back to what you say, how do we know who it is? Well, firstly... How do you know you're not hearing your own spirit? Now, there, there is a depth to that. You know, we can be wandering on and doing our thing, but the real us inside is going, I want to do this. I want to be here. I want to grow. I want to move out. I want to understand. So that could be one area to look at. Is it an external spirit? Or is it your own spirit, your own resonance? We can then go off into the psychic side of things. And are you just picking up, not just, are you picking up other people's thoughts and interpreting that as voices from spirit? Because you're not aware that your psychic faculties are quite open and you'll just pick up other, others' thoughts that come in and you can tell the difference, can't you? you? You know your thinking to another's impression of thinking upon you. So it's, it's a really... Uh, I can see that looking at face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telepathic, I, you know. I so if you, you, you know, I find it hard. I yeah, find I it would, hard. I would contest that when the restrictions first started, the whole world was te telepathic and I would swear and I would do anything to prove that because we saw and heard so many of the same things being said independent of communications with people. Our psychic network opened up and we've had examples through history of the psychic network, gargoyles, you know the visualization of a gargoyle? That's in every culture across the world spanning time. So how did somebody on an island in Indonesia carve a gargoyle that's on Salisbury Cathedral? The same. 
they might have seen it on a ship going by. Really? Mm, really? <laughs> Look at Vikings. Uh, um, places. This... Vikings allegedly went all over to America. It, uh, it's what you believe, I understand. You know, it's, it's what you yeah. go. And, yeah. and I just feel that if, if you are going to go forward, like because people say it's just my guide, I want to mm. know who your guide is. What yeah. evidence have you got of your guide? Don't just tell me his name's Chan or Will or Dirt or whatever name you want to call it. Where did he come from? What did he do? When did it? I spoke to a, a very well-known medium one time uh, in trance, and uh, they told me their, their name, and I said, okay, fine. I said, uh, when did you die? And they said, I can't remember. Where did you die? I've forgotten. That killed me. That that just that just killed me, because if I'm going to be working with a guide, I want to know who that guide is. It's the same way. I just look at this way. People say I've got aliens as my guide. What evidence is there that that alien is a good alien? We we talk about we want to go around the. I don't want to go and land on the moon. We've got enough problems here. <laughs> what we're going to bring over there? or satin or wherever it might be that they're just throwing different things in you know it's kind of how we are and I, i've just seen that one there um from joni yeah you know i'll bring how, that one in a minute i was just getting it out there. yeah 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 so I'll, I'll finish at that and then we we can go back into what we were saying this is fun isn't it yeah <laughs> i just want to come in on what you said laurie right because you don't have to. On this, yeah we touched on this a few weeks back. How do I know it's not my higher self or myself talking to me? Mm. Right? One of the most common questions we get asked when we take people into circle. Yeah? How do you know if it's spirit or not? If you don't give what you've got, you'll soon know by the person saying yes or no. It comes a point when you've got to learn to trust what you're getting. And I think you'd agree with that, Vicky, wouldn't you? Yeah, because the first Absolutely. thing you do is you teach them, right? Why? What did you pick up? Oh, it sounds so silly, I can't give it. And really, really quickly, I've got to say, the prime example of this was a lady who sat in circle, everyone was picking up bits and pieces, and I said, what did you get? And she said, I got this donkey, a stuffed donkey with five ears, 15 eyes, God knows how many tails, etc. I feel so stupid. This woman opposite her said, that was my mum. She used to teach the children whose parents had no money or anything. She'd teach them sewing skills. And it was her mum that had come through just by that. She hadn't trusted what she got. She would never have delivered it. So you've got to trust what you get. That's me. And you'll soon know the difference between your higher self and what spirit is giving you. Yeah. And I think it depends what field of mediumship you're going to be working in or you do work with. Are you going to be the inspirational medium, the philosophical medium, the trance medium, the physical medium? Are you going to be the evidential medium? Are you going to be the everyday medium? You know? I, I think, think you've got to be the one thing there, there that you mentioned, evidential. Evidential covers all them. Covers all them. Well, I, can't give you, I can't give you a message to give you evidence 
of your mum or your dad or just by saying, oh, you know your mum's around, don't you? You know your guide's here, don't you? No, you know? that's what Sorry. I'm saying. That's all right, Keith. That's what I'm saying. We we have got this vision of mediums as somebody who's going to be stood up there on the platform and saying, I've got your mother here. We're all mediums of different types. We all get inspiration from spirit. An evidential medium will give the information that they receive from spirit. A philosophical medium will develop that philosophical view and be able to give out that philosophy to people. The everyday medium will be the person that just does the right thing at the right time. It's just there and says the right word and knows it's right. Because so when you... Inspiration. Sorry. Yeah, no, carry so, on. So this is, this is interesting. So when you book somebody at your church, do you book three people, one that's going to give the demonstration of clairvoyance, one that's going to give the philosophy and one that's going to give the everyday day stuff. No, I think so you me, just you just book the one person. Going back to pre this time, spiritualism was virtually on the morgue slab. It was just not in a good way because it was all about messages. And our whole culture, our whole view, and I'm going to get so hung for this, and I really don't mind. <laughs> our whole outlook was, give me a message, give me a message, give me a message. I'm going out to get a message. I'm going to go to a night of mediumship. The word medium became only a person that could communicate and pass on messages. My vision of mediumship is just being a medium for spirit in whichever way they want to work. A healer is a medium. They're not sit whispering in your ear, oh, by the way, your mum's here. But they are a medium for spirit. A medium in the sense that they pass things, but they're not a medium exactly. in the way that we see it. And I, I would, and I'll throw this back to Bill, because he's been around a long time. A lot of ch churches were better, in my opinion, 30, 40 years ago than they are today, because you had real mediums mediums that would teach you when I mean, you could ask them you could ask them philosophy you could, we're not got the training we're to blame bill's to blame i'm to blame you're to blame that we're not encouraging people to be taught a bit more and i feel the part of that is you put the, this machine on now and people say yeah i'll give you a message here, here come the old cards, oh, yeah, cards. cards. Yeah. everyone's got a tarot card why why if you want to give a message give it from the heart give it from what you're getting cards are an excuse for real mediumship in my view and i know that will upset a lot of people who do it and i i, I don't mean it in it i don't feel the warmth and the love from a card i don't i see it from my communicator your mum your dad that's what i get i feel the love i can't feel in a piece of card that was made as a game thousands of years ago, the same way that I couldn't accept tea leaves. You could read a blade of grass. You could read anything. So, I don't know. What's your views, Bill? I, I, <coughs> I think, yeah, I, I tend to agree. In all the years I've worked with the churches and, and everything, and I love churches. I don't. I love the format, the setup. You know, I, that's just me. The mediums 
were so much more stronger than what they are today. But look at their teachers. Like we were talking about the address. You can't do an address, you're not going out to work. End of story. Right? If you can't do the job, you didn't come out of circle, certainly not with their blessing. You had strong teachers, and Keith said it so right. You could approach one of their mediums as they come down from the platform once they had the cup of tea and say, I'm sitting in circle, you know, what about this? And they would talk to you. They would support you. There was a mediums network there, right? And you had this camaraderie, this bond, this union. You don't get that now. People have got egos the size of a, a bus. They want to be on the stage. They want to earn shed full of money. They want to travel the world and they want the bragging rights. And I say, yeah, fine. When this lockdown's finished, however long it takes, then platforms might not be there. You've got to come and tread the boards now. Right? You've got to come back to where it started, yeah? Keith is right. We, when our generation goes, who's going to teach? Does that make sense? And simple thing, I mean, I'm going to say this, and I hope I'm, don't think I'm running. Lovely Jones put on, how do we ask our spirit their name? Well, when you're in the circle and you've got the old school teachers, that wasn't the criteria, right, of knowing their name or where they lived or what their shoe size was, right? The criteria was recognising that the guides are there, right? Recognising that they're there to work, differentiating between different guides. Keith's right in front of me, so are you, Laurie. If I was spirit, okay, yeah, and I was like, say I was Keith's main guide. And I come in and he feels me on the right hand side because he feels my hand here. Right? And recognizes me as a main guide. The philosophy guide might come in and do it on the left side. It was more on recognition. And to answer Joan's question, how do we ask our spirit name? Talk to him. Because if I say this, this is going to upset a lot of people. And I'm not going to retract it and people don't like it tough i'm going to put it like that i don't mean that facetiously it's factual they're so interested in my guy's got to be bigger than your guide right my guide's got to be this my guy's got a headdress that needs three other tribes to carry it around i had my proof from spirit um i was told the, the guide's name he gave me 1879 when he passed I checked it out from the Kira tribe, and it was true. I never doubted after that. Do you know what I'm saying, Keith? That was my proof. Joan, a lot of mediums, this is where I say it's going to upset a few people. I know some of the brilliant mediums who could not tell you the name of their guide or what they look like because they didn't have a clear audience link with them. They didn't see them. Their mediumship was astounding, but they could tell you when that guide was there because they would feel the presence of that guide. So I would say to Joan and anyone trying to find the name, recognize the guide is there and build a rapport up. That was the old way of teaching, the old school, Keith and Laurie. We both know that, all of us know that. That's what's sadly lacking now. Where's my say? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
We've got one here from Andrew Dun John Darrell. What is the difference between a medium and a trance medium? Good question. If you don't know, it's a good question. Do you want me to go for <laughs> I don't. I don't mind. To me, the difference is, if you're a trance medium, you are. It's all about altered states, and as a medium, there are different altered states that you have. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is, it was a long time in my career before I found out that. And I'll give you an example. Andrew, was it? Hi, Andrew. If you're working as a medium, you might go, I'll give you an example. I want to talk to Bill, just for argument's sake. I'm, for some reason, he's caught my eye. And I think, I'd like to come to you, madam. And I've left Bill straight away because spirit are in control. So you're working in a different state. You're, I'm, not, I'm not working. Spirit are working, if you understand me. So they're controlling where who the communicator is i am just the vessel and i am passing it on to whoever it might be and for some reason i keep going back to bill i keep going back to Bill. he could just be my beacon as i call it it could be my energy source Thank right you. that he is actually i'm feeding off of him you know i'm feeding off of him and trust me you get people that you get mediums that work together on a platform say there's three of us Lawrence gets up, he might he might get on with Bill and seems to that report that somehow, God, I can feel the energy. There comes that word again that's pushing me around there. I'm getting nothing from Keith, right? So the same thing is, as a medium, you go through different states. A trance medium, some people I have problem with trance medium. You just can't say, ah, oh, we, we want to give you a reading. Yeah, I'm going to give you a reading from my guide. And they go, oh, we farm spirit. Well, I taught you all. You know, you know what that, my guide talks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I mean? So it takes a long time to develop as a trance medium. Lots of people say, I don't want to be a medium. I want to be a trance medium. You've got to be both. Yeah. You've got to be both. You've got one vessel. That's you. Yep. It's like all your tools are in your box. So you're the toolbox and you have to use different elements of your gift, of your skills. So just going back to what Bill said about you, you feel your guides had sent your guides. I'll ask Lawrence and, I, and I'll ask, have you ever sacked a guide? For me? Yeah. No. I've had one guide that I warned because I didn't like the way he was coming in. I did not like the feel or the energy of it. And said, no, if you carry on working like this, it's a very spiritual term. It begins with F and it finishes with two of them. When I first started, yeah. exactly, Bill. When I first started, I had a young child, a young child that was killed. I won't go into it, but anyway, he was working with me. And he was like a mischievous kid all the time, all the time. And in the end, I just had to say, look, I love you, but I can't use you exactly. because you're you're taking all my uh, focus is all on you. It's got to be what I'm doing, you know, and and that's why I say sacked in that word. So yeah, no, I understand get, that entirely. No. What about you, Lawrence? Uh, have you got guides that you've not been comfortable with, or that you didn't meet as what you wanted? 
I, I don't want to get hung up in semantics and the word guides, but I've certainly had encounters and gone, no, this is not no. working. You know, yeah. I'm not going to say they presented as a guide. They just presented as spirits who work to work uh, and it's not worked. Very interesting. Uh, and I'm not bigging myself up or anything. I had a spirit working with me to learn from me who had recently passed over. And I found that fascinating that I was a guide for a spirit at that time in a small way, in a small fashion. But I just found that ultimately fascinating. I thought, you know, we always think, oh, guides come to us to give us help. Well, actually, we could be guides for spirit because spirit is intelligence, you know, and we, we keep sort of like uh, either ignoring, dismissing or uh, being blindsided about this statement that spirit is intelligence. And when you hear some people saying, oh, spirit, tell me to do this, spirit, tell me to do that. Well, number one, what spirit? Who? Who is telling you to do that? Number two, does it make sense? You know, is, is it what you're hearing sensible or not? Because if it is not sensible, you really need to either review if it is a spirit link, look at that link, or if it's not a spirit link, look at other factors that may induce that feeling in you. I think it's quite common what you said, that the, Lawrence, that quite often when we are first developing, maybe our guide our helper, we can confuse the two, guide and helper, might be a loved one that we are familiar with. So it might be your mum, your dad, your granddad, your uncle, your, your nephew. It might be, but they helped you in this world. They will come in that world. So please don't ask my, don't ask my, let's say, uncle, who just, I'm making this up and it's not an uncle like this, who is a drunk, who never had two pennies to rub with, to go and buy a house now to sort out mortgages and banking because they suddenly don't become, <laughs> get the wrong word, bankers. Do you understand what I mean? So we have to be a little bit choosy, but be aware that they can help you for different reasons. Yeah. And that's what I believe. I just want to touch something. I want to... <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah. family show. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the trans medium and medium. Well, the energies are altered by spirit. We enter an entranced state whenever we work with spirit. If I'm working, keep you on the beat, yeah? Right? You're investigating the case. The last thing in your mind, you're investigating someone over a shooting or robbery or whatever, yeah? You ain't going to be thinking about spirit. Yeah? But when you go to work with spirit, you alter the brain patterns here. Right? And them energies, alpha, theta, beta, delta, they change. They do this. The difference between the two is the altered state that we go in, it takes what we do for our mediumship, we alter our state to here. The trance mediumship can take longer and go deeper into an entranced state. You know, um, yeah, it's, but. That's a good point. Lawrence, we've been doing this for an hour now. How yep. much time did you spend thinking about a garden centre while we were doing this? 
Exactly. How much did you think about bait? Nothing. How much did I think about yeah. police work? Nothing, because yeah. we are focused on what we're doing. We're no focused on what we're doing. Well, we no should be. The spirit, the with energy start. Right? But, seeing as Laurie got away with a question, which me and you, Keith, didn't, yeah? My question isn't to us. It's to the people out there. Five weeks we've sat before you, and I've enjoyed it. I've had some great times, great people working with. What have you learned from it? What do you want to see happen? Where do you want to see it go now? Right? You've seen what we've done, you've partaken in it. What do you want? Where do you want it to go? What have you learned from these five weeks? That throws it back on them. That throws it back up to the people. I would like, personally, I would like, and I, I've got a, 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 I feel sad for spiritualism because what where we are at the moment, I will continue, and, I, and I, this has made me, give me a spur to try and help the people that are really interested, really interested, because now the psychic world has become a multi-million industry. You've got therapies, you've got tarot cards no no i'm not going to pop at anybody with tarot cards i'm just giving you an example oracle cards you know you name it they've got cards uh angel cards whatever it might be and now something we didn't have 30 years ago we didn't have that so where is that spurned from where has it come from has it come from the interest that people have about the unknown they want to know what's happening tomorrow. People have always wanted to do that. That's been about years. But we've got someone, something that is called a spiritualist church. We have got something where we can go and learn and we can go and be taught. And for a couple of bob, not for a fortune, for a couple of bob, I am going to leave you with this uh, on this money. If you want something, ladies and gentlemen, you pay for it. That's what you want. If you want something, you pay for it. If you want to go and have pie and chips, it'll cost you a tenner. If you want to go and have a free course meal, you pay 100 quid. It's up to you. Now, spiritualism, when I was doing churches, we would have a special, which was a special. You might have three a year, and that would cost you a tenner. And that was back 30 years ago. Now... You can't get a fiver, if you like, for a special because the special isn't special anymore. It's just a different name. We want to make every medium special. Where are the mediums that are coming through? We try and encourage them at Spirit Quest. We give them a platform for them to work on. We're not doing it enough. And I, I really would love to carry on encouraging young people and there's no such thing as a stupid question. There's no such thing. So if you want to learn, ladies and gentlemen, you keep asking. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. If it doesn't feel right in your heart, don't do it. Don't do it for money. Please don't do this for money. Don't think you're going to be rich and famous. Those days have gone. 
they will go round and they will come round. But by the time you do it, how many mediums go on television? Just say there's 10 in the world that go on television. 10. How many people are mediums? Millions. Millions. So your chances of being rich and famous are close to zero. It's like winning the lottery. So do it from the heart. Do it because you love it. And do it to help people, whether it be through a message, whether it be kindness, whether it be love. That's how this world should work. And that's what I'd like to see in spiritualism. I want to see the heart, the love, the friendship that we all possess to join together. I'm not a better medium than Bill. I'm not a better medium from Lawrence. I'm not a better medium from anyone. I do what I can do the best of my ability. So that's what I would like for spiritualism. I agree. I think spiritualism, when I look at spiritualism now from when I started, I can't recognize it. I, I just don't recognize it. Um, the people have changed. I, I think the, the parameters in the, how we work in the churches have changed. At one time, the churches used to bet their mediums. They don't now. Churches used to run circles, give opportunities for people to come in, to learn. And I think, I think spiritualism, um, through these lockdowns, is showing the side of it that we don't recognise now. And none of us know what this picture is going to look like when this lockdown and the pandemic is all over. But let's just take a history lesson. First World War, countless lives lost, people torn apart in fields, battlefields, people never knowing where mum and where dad was or brother or uncle or son or whoever. They went to spiritualism to find an answer. Is that person okay? Oh, they are in the spirit world. Where are, you see what I'm saying? There was a reason. People now look to spiritualism, not for proof. They look for it for, to be told how to live their life. Right? They Shall I buy the blue car? Shall I buy the red car? It's your car, your money. Buy what you want. Now, I think, what I would like to see, I would love to see the teachings come back because <coughs> we've all got health issues. One day we're not going to be around. And I think sometimes, and I think Keith and Louie, you might agree with this, with someone's got to teach the teachers. Does that make sense? They've, we've got to teach totally. them. Totally. Because if you don't teach them what, what we know, what we understand, no one's going to go out there and lead. You're not going to get people in Germany that are going to have that seed and open up a center and let it build. You're not going to have strong mediums, evidential mediums, philosophy to come through. And I, I, it saddens me. It really, really saddens me. I don't think that we are training up mediums. There are, as Keith said, thousands of mediums. But there's only a handful of teachers. That's what we've got to train. We've got to train the teachers. And I would love to see, and hopefully, if I learn through this, that maybe that's what the path I do next year, maybe I will open up and want to open up more to teach people. But I'm looking at teaching the teachers. Does that make sense, guys? Because I'd like to be able to say, when I kick the bucket, 
and I go to Spirit, apart from wanting to know what time the pub's open and where the golf course is, I would like to be able to look back and think to myself, at least I left a legacy of, I might not have done it right all the time, but I gave what spiritualism was. I gave it my best shot, I'd done it truthfully, and I trained people on to take it further to the next stage. Because if we don't train them teachers, spiritualism will die. They'll be run by psychic and psychic only, and all the teachers and all the foundations are building the flats. That's my say. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to put my two penneth in, it's not going to be popular. Yeah. One of the things... <laughs> One of the things uh, that I would dearly love to see is this cult of uh, almost worshipping mediums. And we see it in different levels to different degrees. We see people will go to, they look at their local church and think, oh, I don't like that medium, I'm not going today. Uh, they'll see that their favourite medium's doing a night of mediumship, so they'll all follow over there and go, oh, wasn't that lovely? And it's, it's like becoming a celebrity status. It's, it's two-way things. Everything's always got a balance to it. The mediums who are setting themselves out there to become the cult celebrities are in error. The people that feed that energy are also in error. You should be coming to spiritualism because you want to learn, because you want to grow. You should be supporting the churches. You should be supporting the centres. Not going down the pub on a Friday night and having a few pints, getting a couple of messages and then going home. You should find out what it's about. Because once a medium has done their job, to anybody out there listening, once a medium has given you sufficient evidence that somebody you know who is now no longer here in the physical but are still able to communicate, what does that mean to you? Because that is not a thing that that person alone is going through. It's something that you will go through. And that's what should be used. We should be an all-round. It's got to be an all-encompassing, a holistic approach to it. Yeah, stop from the medium side, you know, two minutes of sitting in circle and I'm a medium, I'm going out there and I'm going to use the fey generational stuff or the psychobabble. I've heard that so many times, you know, and it's just nonsense or NLP. But also from the people that are investigating spiritualism. Don't get swayed by the bright lights, the names, the flash. Keith was saying about the cards and all the talk, you know, all these little things. Oh, they do the cards. They must be really good. Why? Oh, they've got a crystal ball. Isn't that wonderful? Why? You know, the biggest question we should always ask ourselves is why? So, yeah, but I see, I feel spiritualism over the next ooh, uh, long period of time will regain its place. Because it's do what it's meant to do. <coughs> bring comfort, bring healing, bring upliftment, and bring release from fear. I'll shut up now. I'd like to agree with you about the numbers coming up. But um, sadly, over the, over the years, and what we were saying, it used to be that people would talk the right way. And, and we used to go to church. I say Bill and me, I didn't know Bill at that time, but you'd go to church, didn't care who was on. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, church is open Tuesday, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock. Didn't care who's on. You know, Donald Duck or the Queen of Sheba. It's kind of, we used to go there because what was on would be interesting and rewarding. And that's what we should do it for. I hope, I hope that we have to be aware that teaching is important. There's a lot of people that want a quick answer, a quick answer. It's like they go to do a day's course, whether it be cards, whether it be mediumship, and it's like the next day they're out doing, yeah, I'm a professional now. Why? Because you've done six hours and a packed lunch, you know, whether it be for 20 quid or 200 quid. You can't learn it in a day. I've done it 40 years. Bill's done it 30 years. Lance has done it till the cows come home. It's kind of like we are still learning. Every day you learn. The day you get up and you say, I'm a good medium, is the day you realise how poor you are. Yeah. Because if you've got to tell people, I'm a good medium, forget it. Because you're only as good, as we all say, as your last message. Yeah. Uh, okay. But talking of messages, I've enjoyed this five weeks with the people that have come up i hope they have enjoyed our camaraderie you know camaraderie ish ship <laughs> anyway <laughs> us, us enjoying it together as you can see we don't we don't always agree but what i'm saying is our hearts are all entwined by the love of spirit very yeah. true very I've, true i've probably enjoyed it as well what's your name mate I don't know. Where did you <laughs> <laughs> Can someone smell ragworm? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, every night, the wonderful comments coming in. Oh, hello, Eddie. I'm going to put this up. Good old Eddie. I think means spiritualism should be a way to live life. Well, to some people it is. It's yeah. A, it's a faith, it's a belief, it's a way of life. I can go along with that. Yeah. I can go along with that. And I, I, I personally, you know, I, I think, you know, if you, if you have one thing in life and it means everything to you and you can live it and breathe it and taste it and it's pure, that is the best thing. I, I think that I would not be here without if it wasn't for the experience of the ups and downs of spiritualism. That when I love my family, when I've lost my family, spiritualism has been there to help me, whether it be through good or bad. They've been there to help me. When we want the, a, a shoulder to to cry on, when we want an arm to put round it, it's that big thing that we use that's invisible called spirit. And who do we rail with? Who do we shout at? Who do we argue with? Spirit. Yeah. And when you peel it back and you go, do you know what? I've got a family up there 
I'm not talking about my family. I've got a spiritual family that they know that I can F and blind. They know what I'm like. They know if you're having a crafty fag bill. They know if you're having a crafty, crafty drink, Lawrence, whatever it might be, they know. But they, but, but they don't tell you off. They just say, should you be doing that? But we'll help you, whatever it might be. Do you understand me? And ladies and gentlemen, there is a place called Paul Spiritualist Church that is represented throughout this country and many others where you can go. I sound like I'm on a soapbox because I am, because if it wasn't for people like Lawrence, there'd be no mediums, there would be no teaching, there would be no healing that is above board. If you get that, that you can actually go. So for Lawrence, I would just like to say to you, thank you very much for giving us this platform today and to hopefully channeling people into your church to learn things the right way. If they come here, wonderful. I do have a strong sense going forward. Uh, we did touch on this very briefly before we went live on air about the value of spiritualism. The value of spiritualism will grow exponentially, but I do feel that over the next 18 months to two years, say if there were 500 churches and centres at the moment in the UK, we'll be lucky if we see 80 surviving. Uh, so it sounds really harsh, but it's the fact of the matter. Well, so I'm many. Glad I'm, so, I'm glad, Laurie, that I've met you. Yeah. Because it's nice to see. I mean, I get on with you. We've had some lovely chats and that. But it's nice to see that a church like Paul is running the way it should be. It's opening its doors and it's inviting people to come in and find the truth. But it's not a truth that's rammed down people's throats. It's there for people to make their own mind. And I think that's a very special gift you've got. I will stand up like Keith. I will stand up in front of anyone and work. But I haven't got it in me to run a church. Dedication. It's, it's yeah. a dedication, right? And not only that, you... Dedication, quite frankly. <laughs> it's dedication, it's time, it's everything. everything. You're on there putting services on not just for people to walk in, but right across the neck. That, mate, is a special thing, and I'm glad that the teachings of the Spirit are being done by you the right way. And, and I agree with you, Keith. Without spiritualism, I'd have been a ship lost in the storm a long time. Well, I'll tell you what, Bill. I, I'll tell you something. And Mr. Mr. Savile sat there. God willing, when spirits say the gates are open, everybody can come back in, we will come down and we will... Perhaps, Lawrence, perhaps we can teach and we condemn down at your church because it would be lovely to have them there. It'd be lovely to come there. Bill, Bill, you're going to have to drive, mate, because uh, yeah, I can't okay. drive. That's all right. That's Andy. Yeah. So what so, have I done? Well, the beauty is now here as well is the... And, you know, I'm not blowing any trumpets because I, I, I firmly believe uh, going forward that churches will become, it's my cat, 
Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Thank <laughs> goodness for that. I thought it was your guide. <laughs> 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 I, I know what it's called, yeah. I firmly believe that the churches remaining will all have a sincere duty to do. They will all have their own speciality field. I really do feel very strongly that that is going to come about. We're no longer going to be in the, you know, you used to drive me mad down here. You put a special on so somebody else will do it on the same night. You're like, why are you competing? Why are we trying to compete? We're not trying to, we should never be competing. We should just be open, you know? That, and that, that's that's like brilliant it. you say that. It, because you, you just said that. It's like, look, when it comes to mediums, they have this thing. The three of us now, we'll give you an example. The three of us now are going on a platform, right? And they say, who's going first? <laughs> no, I, I'll go, Bill, Bill, do you want to go first? No, not really. Oh, I'll go first then. That's okay. What about you, Lawrence? I don't care. Not do you know who I am? I've got to go first. I've got to go last. I've got to... yeah. Let's get rid of it. Get rid of it. We are working for spirit. If you're saying, I've got to go first, I've got to go last, it might be that I say, Bill, don't mind if I go first here. I've got a train to catch. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's all right, mate. It's yeah. not a problem. We're working for spirit. And ladies and gentlemen, for all you beginners, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way, all you beginners... When you stand on a platform, you own that platform for the time that you're allocated. So if we've got half hour each, Bill owns it for half an hour. Yeah. I own it for half an hour. Laurie owns it for half an hour. And together, Spirit are keeping us, and they are the ones that are looking at Don't I've heard this said, and I hate it. I blew so-and-so away. To me, you are the worst medium that I've heard. I was better than so-and-so. Start again. Drop that ego because we're getting away from what we said here, the love, the passion for helping others. So with that, I'd like to say thank you very much indeed to everybody who's joined us over the last five weeks. Yeah, I'd like to say the same. Thanks to everyone who's joined us. Thanks for uh, uh, sorting this out, Laurie, and organising it. Keith, been a pleasure working with you. Same as Laurie. Loved it, every minute of it. If it wasn't for Lawrence, I wouldn't have to use this. Nor you, Bill. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to use this. I've just learned how to use it. I've just got the invoice from him, mate. I don't know <laughs> if you've got yours. <laughs> yeah, I've got the bill as well. <laughs> oh, what have I unleashed? <laughs> we two get half hour, but he gets 40 minutes because we owe him. It's been wonderful. You know, I am seeing again, uh, as we are now getting back to normal, <laughs> you know, I detest that phrase at the moment, the actual numbers of people watching everything across the board are falling again. My own thoughts are we will rise up once more. Uh, there is There is going to be a call for what we're about and that's about truth love and progression i think the number, yeah. the number falling with people that are watching these 
Yeah, people people are dropping what I do. They're dropping what everybody does because the whole world and their mother is live. Yeah, the whole world, and they go. I'm sorry if if this is just me. You go. Uh, hello, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, I don't know really. I was looking at the sun today. It was really nice. You know, it's it's you can talk about whatever you want. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But all I'm saying is that takes people's attention to it, Bill. Do you see what I mean? So the numbers go down because there's only so much time you can watch the telly and other times that you have to give people your time, like my wife. (laughs) 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 I look on my Facebook on my phone. This one's live. That one's live. This one's live. That one's live. And I look at it and think, well, what content are you putting on? The way to get the people back is put the right content on. Right. So, no question, just for you two, Laurie, Keith, what do you think you would like to do online with the teaching? Can't talk about that, Bill. Yeah, go <laughs> Can't talk about that. I would like to do the teaching I would like to do teaching in a very baby steps you know right. giving little exercises and things like that but I, I'll leave you with one thing ladies and gentlemen I, I was um, the other day uh, I was giving a, a, a reading and um, I just couldn't go wrong this is just one of these things. I knew the gentleman, what his name was. I know what he did for a living. I know where he lived. I knew his mum's address. I knew his dad. I knew his daughter's birthday. And my wife turned around and said, Keith, will you shut up and let your brother eat his dinner? <laughs> <laughs> the reason I laugh, Keith, yeah, because if you'd have said, well, actually, Bill, I want to do this and do that. I've started laying out the format. Assure her eggs are eggs. Within the next few days, someone will be on there, on the net, doing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you ever started, I'd say, Keith, 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 stop there, because someone's going to nick your idea. Right? Because people are running out of ideas. There's only so much you can do. I look at a lot of the stuff, I look at it, and I go, that's as far as it's going. Look, turn off, go and do something else. The only thing is, Bill, and and you call this ego, I don't, I use it confidence. It says, yeah, but I do it better. That's what you've got to have. Whether you do or you don't, it doesn't matter, but you've got to have that confidence to say, okay, I'll do it better then. You know, I'll do it to the best that I can do. You know, that is not better than you. It's not better. I'll do it the best I can do to make it. And if people people will be their own judge people might not like you because you've got glasses they don't like you because you're white they don't like you because you're a fisherman there's a million excuses why they don't like you but you give them a good thing i.e a good message or good evidence or something that makes them feel good god you're the best fisherman I've ever met you're the whitest man I've ever seen your hair's lovely you know it's like so that's it. And I'm sure Lawrence gets it all the time at his church. You know, if they want something, 
they will be your best friend. If they don't want anything, they'll be your best enemy. <laughs> We've it's learned that. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because we know ourselves, but everybody out there has got a version of us in their mind. Uh, so there's hundreds of us <laughs> existing. Yeah, I know where my version of one of you is, Bill. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and we're all layers as well. You know, we're fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, wives, husbands, brothers, sisters, aunts, nieces, nephews. We're all those people. And we all, all those, oh, there's the other cat. All those levels need nourishment. You know, we need to express our motherhood. We need to express our fatherhood. We need to express our relationship side. But we also also need to express our spiritual side and be able to come together at times like that and all operate in that, is your word, energy and being in that same energy. And it's wonderful that we can do this. Yeah, Well, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Really Gone <laughs> and it's gone. I can light a fire gun in a minute. <laughs> I'd go to the boys' room. <laughs> I'm going to get my pussy posse and pop, pop upstairs. <laughs> Thank you ever so much, everybody, for watching and listening. Thanks, bless everybody. Yeah, yeah, God bless you. Great fun. Take care. God bless Thanks, you. Thanks, Keith. Bye bye. Have a good one.